Today is Sunday, February 26, 2023, and uh, once again it's a sad morning. Uh, Atarotweski, Dr. Atarotweski, the widow of uh, Professor Yitzchak Tweski slash Tona Rebbe, and the eldest child of my Rebbe, uh, passed away evidently on Friday. I got the notice uh, both from YU and also from uh, Chicago, from Mark. And uh, the funeral will be later today, I understand. Uh, she's being buried next to Yitzchak in uh, Beit Shemesh in Eretz HaChayim. And Nishagadola, uh, I don't even you know, you don't even start to realize it's one thing to be born Rothkoff, it's another thing to be born Soloveitchik. And when you're born with a famous name like that, it, it, uh, it can be a blessing or it can be the opposite. And uh, you have to stand in awe of the Rav, and I imagine more than the Rav, the Rebetzin, Rebetzin Tanya, that they raised the three such fabulous children in uh, Boston, and we're talking the 30s into the 40s, it's not today. And uh, Atara was very special. I still remember when uh, she got married. I, I, it evidently has been the very early 50s, and I was a kid in the yeshiva, and there were people who went to Boston for the wedding, and I remember they came back, I think it was Rabbi uh, Emmanuel Marcus, Manny Marcus, who was a mismach of the yeshiva from the 20s. I think it was Manny Marcus who davened the yeshiva Beit Medrash, and I befriended him. I befriended a lot of wonderful people in my life. And uh, much older, but we were friends. And he said to me, it's given Mashiach Zeit. It was like Mashiach was here. Why? Because here the Rav's daughter was marrying the Tonda Rebbe's son. And the Litvakin and the Hasidim were davening together. It was unbelievable joy. There's a very beautiful picture that is circulating. I think it's going to appear in the New Jewish Action. They're having an article, and uh, Professor Kami Hurwitz uh, published Reb Yitzchak, his Rebbe's writings translated from English into Hebrew. And I think they're going to review it in the New Jewish Action, and there'll be a picture from the wedding of Yitzchak and Tova. Uh, Yoma, you want to close the door? Uh, let's keep the cold air out. And uh, it, it, you'll see the picture. It's all the Gedolei Yisrael, the Rav Chaim Hela, who was evidently Masada Kedushin, the Rav, Rav David Lifshitz, the Tolna Rebbe of Boston, that's the Mechutten of the Rav, Tolna Rebbe, his brother, the Tolna Rebbe of Philadelphia. It's a magnificent, magnificent picture. So, all right, the Atara was Zoha to Aricha German Tovim, Baruch Hashem, 90 years, uh, wonderful children. And unfortunately, part of the saga of our people. Her eldest son, I still remember when Rabbi Moshe was born, I still remember the Rav's comments on the three, and never he was killed in Hanof in the massacre in the shul. I have, there were five people killed. I happened to have, have a connection with three out of the five that I knew. 
and Hashem Yikom Damo, and she should be a good the better, a melitra yeshara, a lenu kol Yisrael. I obviously I want to dedicate today's shir to her memory. Uh, regarding uh, correspondence and all that's come in, um, in relation to Rabbi Branspiegel, who we spoke about a week or two ago, uh, so a student of his uh, sent me details about uh, what he knew about Rabbi Branspiegel, and uh, he says that Rabbi, that Rabbi uh, was very close to Rabbi Ruchim Gerelech. So I want to tell you, we were all close to Rabbi Ruchim. Rabbi Ruchim, there were two people in the yeshiva that everyone spoke about. One was Rabbi Ruchim, one was the Rav. And we were all close to Rabbi Ruchim, but there's no question that uh, as close as I was, I followed the Rav a lot more than Rabbi Ruchim. Rabbi was somewhere in the middle. But uh, it's a beautiful story. His Talmud tells me that Rabbi Ruchim, that Rabbi told him that one time Rabbi Ruchin came over to Rabbi when he was a young man in the Yeshiva Beit Medrash and asked Abba to come home with him to the Bronx that evening. Well, you don't question your Rebbe, they live in the Bronx, and he went to, uh, with Rabbi Ruchin to where Rabbi Ruchin told him he would meet him. And uh, he entered a shoe where a where there was a seam, a number of altamira and a few rotten atomidim, and uh, he wanted Abba to see what the seam was like. Sitting around the table with some cookies in front of them, and uh, uh, some cookies in front of them making a seam. Rababa sat down next to his Rebbe at the table. At one point, one of the people said, Nu nigan, let's hear a little nigan. And seven... Several of the people around the table become humming a slow, barely sounding like a song, which Rababa described more as moaning than as singing. Uh, while the mid, mid song, Rabbi Ruchim turned to Rababa and said, quote, This is why I wanted you to come with me tonight. I wanted you to see what a literature simcha looks like, exclamation point. All right, that, that little story speaks for itself. Uh, David Newman, our Talmud from Cleveland, uh, sent me a whole uh, description of the difference between a Bekesha that the Chabadnikim and the Rav war and a frak also known as Kapata, the literature war, a frak Kapata, and uh, the Bekesha has only two cornices and not split in the back. The frak Kapata is split in the back, and one of the corners in the back is rounded to avoid having Abba compass requiring Tzitzit. I see the Wikipedia has everything. And here's the Kapata Prak. Uh, so, all right, I'm not such a great expert, but we get the idea. Uh, re- regarding uh, the Rav and Shabbos, so Bill Gvietz writes, the Rav Satsal was in New York for Shabbos at Maria, November 1959. Uh, I gather a day later, uh, 
Bill's sister married Julie Berman. The Rev wore a cutaway, a rather elegant, long-in-the-back tuxedo jacket and striped pants. He did not bring a suit and came to my sister and brother-in-law's wedding dressed that way. So here you have living testimony from Bill Gvirtz, what the Rev looked like Shabbat in Maria, November of 1959. Uh, Bill Gvirtz also corrects me, and I, I, I should have been more careful talking about Rabbi Riskin. It's not that he built Yiddishkeit on the Upper West Side. There always was. There was the Jewish Center there. There was Ohid Tzedek. Uh, you, you had Rabbi, Rabbi Young, Rabbi Lamb. But what Riskin did accomplish with the youth, what the, uh, the whole story with the conservative fallout and they want to establish a synagogue, and they turn to YU, they want an orthodox rabbi and see how it goes. And as they say, the rest is history. So uh, uh, the Jewish Center and the Westland Institutional Synagogue, there was Rabbi Goldstein and the Young Israel. The Young Israel's Rabbi Gettinger preceded Rabbi Riskin and had many modern orthodox members. His accomplishments were in Kirib, especially among the younger crowd. Now uh, coming back to the Arab that we spoke about so many times, so a, a dear Talmud of mine and uh, through our relationship uh, became part of our greater family in doing great things for Cloud Yisrael. So he, he testifies that when Erwin Shapiro asked the Rav if, she, if he should get involved in Manhattan Arab, the Rav told him, you don't have anything better to do? And uh, from that implication, you understand the Briska, and I've spoken about this in great detail, the Briska were not that happy with the Arab, with Manhattan, with the Shitarabim, with the Chazonish. <laughs> uh, as you know, uh, Rabbi Lichtenstein did not carry in Yerushalayim. And Adkedei Kach was Machmir. Uh, I, I, I imagine maybe in the old city he would carry. I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I'm, I, I can't be certain, but he did not carry in Yerushalayim where we lived. I know as a fact, we lived around the, when he came in Ali, he lived, he lived around the corner from us on uh, Brody. He lived on Brody and I lived on Rav Berlin. So right literally around the corner, two minutes away if that much. And I know as a fact he did not carry. Uh, David Applebaum is another example. His mother used to say about him, when David makes Havdalah, you know it's already Tuesday. And the David also, with all the Chumras from Rebaran Salavechik, also did not carry. So I, uh, I understand the Rav's uh, attitude and the Rav's feelings. And Einachinami, uh, Irvin Shapiro was not involved in the Manhattan Erev. Now, regarding the Stechemid that we quoted uh, last week in, in detail, so uh, my, my Talmud Arya Liebman, who also told me about Erwin, also wrote to me that the Rebbe himself published the Stechemid and indexed it because the Riyats told him to do it. They are now working on an updated edition, and what this is all about is that the Stechemet, I happen to know that it was republished by Chabad, and it had somewhat of a good index. Uh, I didn't know that the Rebbe did the index, 
but evidently the sixth Rebbe was very machshiv the Steichemet, and as you saw, the Steichemet was very machshiv the Tzemach Tzedek, and uh, the, the uh, we're talking the third Rebbe on the dynasty line of Chabad, and uh, the Rebbe told his son-in-law to republish it and index it, and that's what he did. Okay, now, relating, coming now to what we started talking about last week, we started talking about going to mikvah, mikvot, uh, bad neighborhoods, going in a group, etc. But before I begin, I just want to mention Minishamayim Zikuni, last Wednesday, I believe it was, they dedicated the refurbished mikvah in Katamun. Uh, it's right next to the Shtiblach, around the corner. And uh, it was very emotional for us because it was rededicated in memory of Nava Applebaum. As you recall, it's on to 20 years ago already, David and Nava, David Applebaum, who we just mentioned, um, she went to Mikvah the night before her wedding, or what was supposed to be her wedding, Loa Lenu. And from the Mikvah uh, that they went to, and this probably was the mikvah, the mikvah in Katamon. Uh, they went to have a cup of coffee and have a father and daughter chat on Rechovei Mikrafaim, and that's where the Lower Lenu the Machabel came and blew them up, among others, Lower Lenu. And uh, they rebuilt the mikvah. I never saw such a beautiful mikvah in my life. It outdid what I saw Chabad. In, in Las Vegas showed me the, their main mikvah in Las Vegas and I have to tell you it was magnificent this too is magnificent state of the art two big beautiful mikvot rooms to get ready we'll talk about that later today in context and it's dedicated in memory of Nava Applebaum Hashem Yikam Demo now talking about bad neighborhoods so uh, here you take for granted the five towns. What, what you don't realize is the five towns began, who had money to move there? Reformed Jews, conservative Jews. There was no mikvah there. When Orthodox Jews started moving, they had to go to Far Rockaway. And uh, Yeshua Grinstein, who we dedicated the sheer memory of his uh, father last week, my Talmud writes on a related note, my mother tells me that in the late 70s, early 80s, when they moved to the five towns, the only mikvah was in Far Rockaway, and you needed a police escort there as well. So here you have another example. Coming back to uh, the Grinstein family and what we said about how BMT changed the world. No one, no one realizes today. I mean, all right, uh, I don't want recognition, I don't need recognition on a personal level, but I would have been very happy to have, you know, cited by Nefesh Benefesh and a chance to talk about how it began, who the people were, who Whitey Horowitz, Moshe Kroner, Chaim Chamiel, the vision and what came out of it. And Harry Grinstein is not the only one. I'll tell you another little story 
I'm holding a safer in my hand, Pinay Moshe. This safer, it's put out by a son of my student. It's put out in memory of Moshe Ezra. Moshe Ezra was a kid. It was put out by his son. Uh, I believe his first name is Yehuda. Yeah, Yehuda Meir Ezra. A terrific safer. On the that are, haven't been published, and the story is very simple. Moshe Ezra came to BMT. We're talking the 70s, early 70s, mid 70s. A typical kid from Atlanta, Georgia. And they weren't from homes then, but it was a home with at least some positive Jewish feeling. And he went to day school and then came to Israel as a result of BMT. And I, 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 Modela Kaddish Baruch had a share in inspiring him. He went on to study many years at uh, near Israel. And uh, afterwards went into his family's business, but every free moment was learning Torah. And his son found a beautiful volume. What's very fascinating here was a Shiloh that came up in Atlanta. How do you write a get? And uh, you have to mention water when it's uh, to identify the city. And there was a body of water, but at the time that this get was written, I think it's in the 1920s, uh, Atlanta had not yet caught up with, what's the water called? Sharagushi, am I pronouncing it right? All right, we're close enough. And uh, uh, today, the city touches the uh, water, but uh, I am told that they still write uh, a general general uh, concept. On Maimon Harat, they don't identify. But all the documents are here in the Gedoli Israel who answered, and this is all the result of BMT. Okay, now let's come back here. So here we are in the Mishnah Halachot, Chelek Tet, Siman Kuf Sadi Aleph. And uh, Rabbi Menashe Klein gets a fascinating question from Tells, from the Rosh Hashiva, from the Prime Stein, and the whole question of having a lady in Tells, they moved to Wycliffe, they moved to a suburb of Cleveland. There was no mikvah in the suburb. This always happens. They move, the mikvah's not there. Same thing in Philadelphia. And in order to go to mikvah, you have to go into the city, which is not the safest thing at night. So the women want to go in carpools. And uh, he gets the question, are you allowed to go to publicize, uh, you, you, you take a, imagine you take the secretary of the shul and any, you put up a sign, any woman that has to go to mikvah, contact the secretary, and she'll arrange carpools. Could be you'll go a day later, but, but the carpools, you go two, three, four women together, you'll feel safe. Y- yes, Norm? Could there be a difference if they publicize it only for women, and only in a women's area, uh, or in general, uh, I'll tell you, you'll see... Uh, from the truth, from what I quote today, in the next Gemara, you'll get your own answer. But the, the truth is, it's impossible only to tell it to women because the women have husbands, and they, the women have children, and they have to arrange a babysitter, they have to arrange with their husband, and and that's we ended off the class last week 
I showed you the Shulchan Aruch, the Psak in the Shulchan Aruch Yeradeya Kuf Tzadi Chet Subdivision Memchet, that you go to Mikveh B'Tzniyot, Bulimahuma, and we were looking for an English word. I came up with uh, Taharam in Hebrew. Uh, I, I came up with other words, a Balagan uh, in Arabic, but the best word in English is a commotion. Muhumah, you would say you don't want to make a commotion. Uh, Natan, can you, can't you? Okay, this is the question that Rav Menashe Klein got. Now, let me quote, he quotes the Gemara, goes into great detail with the Gemara, and this Gemara is, to me, fascinating and also very sad. Gemara in a rhythm dafnun hey amid bet. Amarav Yoshvei Tsrifim Vholchemid Borot Chayehen Einan Chayim Unishehem Uvenehem Einan Shelahem. What? What does this mean? Alright. I'm using, uh, uh, I was about to say Sancino, I'm using Schattenstein's translation. Not that there's anything wrong with Sancino, but simply in Gris we have Schattenstein. So I can Xerox it, we don't have Sancino. I have Sancino at home. And uh, sometimes I compare the translation. Sancino is, is very good. What I would love, I can tell you people when the Rubs home in Boston, I'm going back now to the 50s, and they saw his Sancino, and they noticed it was mocked up. I wonder if that still exists. It would be interesting to see what corrections he made in Sancino. So, Amarav, uh, hut dwellers and desert travelers, their lives are not lives. Their wives of ch- and their children are not their own. Now, this is a very pu- puzzling statement. What does that mean? So the Gemara elaborates. The Gemara explains. Tanya nami hachi, Eliezer ishpiri omer, Yoshvei tzrifin ki Yoshvei kvarim, v'abinotrehem hu omer, arua shochev im kol fechema. Again, a terrible statement that... Uh, uh, Hut dwellers are like grave dwellers. Their daughters, about their daughters, we quote the Pasek, cursed is he who lives with any animal. Meaning their daughters are prohibited. You're not allowed to marry them. What is this talking about? So then the Gemara goes further. Tanya nami hachi. El ish why? My timer, why? Ulama Sha'in Lachem Mechatsat Rabbi Yochanan Oma Mipnesha Margishin Zel Zel Tvila. What are we talking about? And again, I'll take the English translation that they don't have bathhouses nearby. What does that mean? It means here. There are two things you're talking about here. We have to go back to the way they lived then. 
I once asked my mother, Zechrona Levracha, what was the greatest innovation you saw in your lifetime? Indoor plumbing. I still remember, all right, I'm not a youngster, I have to admit, 85 is not so young, but I still remember in the early 40s going to visit my great uncle, Isaac Perkel, on the east side with my parents, and the bathroom was in the hallway. Not in the, and that already was an achievement. You didn't have to go outside. It was in the building. So indoor plumbing, when, I, when we came in Aliyah, you have no idea what mikvot were used for. Not just for tefillah. They were used for showers. Thursday, the mikvot were filled with women coming to shower. They didn't have showers in their own house. I still remember, I, don't, I, don't, I can't mention names, but I remember Talmidav, mine, from Mechalah, Israeli, who was friendly with my daughter. She was going out with a student of mine from BMT. And uh, she went to the mikvah to shower before the date. When I was at BMT, the boiler broke at uh, Abanel. Abba. So they gave us tickets to the men's mikvah to take showers. Wow, wow. And the neighborhood said we were defiling the mikvah because we were American kids Kid. going to So uh, I hope you heard that. That's uh, Rabbi Norm Schles, from, because of whom we can drink Coca-Cola on Pesach, says in BMT one time on 24 Abominel, the boiler broke, and they gave tickets to the men's mikvah for the boys to go take showers. And someone in the mikvah was upset that these American kids are coming in and, quote, defiling the mikvah. So you see, the men need a facility, a, a, a schwitzbad, whatever, you, what, what, is there an English word for, what would they call it, a, is there an English word, I still remember, a spa, no, I still remember, a sauna, a sauna, we're using fancy words, I don't know, a schwitzbad, I still remember in my youth in the Bronx, there were like on the Tremont Avenue section, there was a public uh, shower, public bath, a public uh, in, in Russia. They have this. Uh, so the men had to travel far to go. The women have to go to mikvah. If you don't have a regular mikvah, maybe you have a river nearby that you can go to. So you know what the Gemara is saying? And this is what makes me so sad. And I, I've told you more than once, it took me a long time to realize that Yetzalev Adam Ramin Rav. I don't know. I, I, all right, I had a Yetzahara, there's no question. Your hormones, <laughs> you're growing up, etc. But all my life, I always sought to do good. And there are people, and this is the Gemara, it shows you nothing has changed. That if the... And, and um, both levels, li listen carefully, if the men have to go to a sauna, we'll use that word, people know they're leaving their wives behind. There'll be men who will come and seduce or rape the women. Just think what, I'm, what the go this is the Gemara, this is not me, this is the Pshat, this is the Pshat. If the women have to go to the river. There'll be men who know their women are going to the river. They'll wait for them 
and desecrate them. And this is why people who live in huts are people who are constantly nomads and traveling and having to use public facilities, their children, chas v'chalila, can be mamzerim, and you can't marry them. Lo yavo Hashem. Even ten generations can't be matera mamza. This is the pshat in the Gemara. Then the Gemara says, what's the difference between these two fears when the river is close by? In other words, where the women have to travel a distance, where chayshish, they can be raped. Where it's close by, no one will dare touch them because their husbands, their families are close by. Okay? And this is the Gemara. Now, there's one other shot in the Gemara. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I said. When, since the Mikra is far away, the women form groups to travel together. The neighbors notice their activity and an Amaru man can follow them and meet them alone on the road. Uh, and, and this is the shot in the Gemara. And this is the fear. So, does this apply in the question under discussion? You're publicizing. People are going to mikvah. People have to travel a distance. Immoral men will take advantage, follow the women, and desecrate the women. And this is the Gemara he quotes. And what do we see from this Gemara? That better to keep it quiet, better not to publicize, better not to let people know that you're going to mikvah. On the other hand, look at it the other way. And he said, all, all this Rabbanasha Klein mentions, what are you talking about? You're talking about people going to mikvah in a group, going in a car. Well, first of all, you go in a car, there's protection. There's no yichud. It's not possible that men are going to come along and uh, seduce or rape women who are in a car, who are in a group. So perhaps this Gemara doesn't apply. Now, sin the Mechonit. The gam enam rochatzat b'chutz b'naharat sheyesh lachutz l'tam Rashi. What I told you, men knowing, men hearing about it, men finding out about it. There's no yichud. It could be that this gemara is not a problem, and einachinami. It's best not to publicize. Best not to make a commotion. But when you have no choice and the women are afraid to go and their sakana involved, all right, 
in that case, have a lady in charge. Do carpools. Do what you can to give the ladies peace of mind. All right, that's one Gemara. That Gemara said because imagine mikvah women kedusha tahara, and we're chayshish that men are coming to seduce and rape. I would like to believe that the majority of people are not like this. I hope so. I hope not being naive. I know one case, one horrendous, horrendous case, where an individual seduced and raped endless women. Rabbi, endless women. One case, one case. And uh, you don't know how many lives he affected, destroyed, compromised. But that's one case I know. My other Talmudim, maybe I'm naive. I would like to think the Kedusha Batara. All right. But it's a fascinating Gemara, a sad Gemara. And Yetzalev Adam Ra Minu Urav. I've often said that if you... Makshina uh, Eilam. So I asked Rav Yosef Weiss in 53, my Rebbe. What do you mean? The Masha says, Makshina Eilam? I said, go outside. Who's interested? Who cares? Makshin Eilam? He said to me, the world that cares. Makshin Eilam. The world that cares. Einochinami. I would like to believe that the majority of our people care, committed, Torah, continuity. Although I have to say, again, what we just saw in the Knesset, it leads me that maybe I'm being overly optimistic. What I'm referring to is the vote on Hametz. The bill was introduced, the first vote, uh, that you can't bring Hametz into the hospital. I couldn't believe all the opposition parties voted against the bill. These are Shoyim Shabbos people. Gans's party. Trapper. Trapper's a front kid. All right, I don't agree with this politics, but Chomets on Pesach. Gans, Chomets on Pesach. What do we have a Jewish state for? In America, you don't know how people went through, went into hospitals to get, today you can get kosher foods in probably every hospital in greater New York City, I would imagine. But I remember as a kid growing up what was involved. And here you're in Israel, a from Jew has to go into the hospital and in the next bed there's chametz all over the place. But uh, maybe I'm being too optimistic. Maybe politics, mekalkel et Now, he quotes another Gemara, and uh, this Gemara, Mesechet Nida, this Gemara already takes us into anyone who studied psychology, and it, 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 it raises a question that haunts us. I, I just saw in, in one of the weekend newspapers this very question, is there a basic difference between male personality and female personality? Fascinating. Nida Samach Vav Amir Aleph. 
And here it's a simple story. Hachi di ata lekame de Reb Yochanan the kol ema the havi salka mitfila mitzvah havi kaachazidam. Again, I'll read the English translation. There was a woman came before Reb Yochanan and told him whenever she would emerge roughly this blood. And then so the cold feeling, she has to go through again uh, the whole process. England of herself, and it's like you can never go to Mick for that. It could be it's a whole question with the, uh, establishing a vest, a, uh, a, a uh, what would be a, a, a normative feeling that you're going to have your monthly period. Establishing that feeling could be if you jump right to the, the Gemara Halacha, very, could be going to mikvah. She can't go to mikvah. She's automatically excluded because every time she goes to mikvah, she sees blood. So she went to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said, Shema dimat irayach alayt buch. What does that mean? Perhaps the women are gossiping about you. I'll give you an answer, he says. Go and cohabit with him close to the river. Whatever that means, I can't believe it means to do it in public, but it means as close as possible, don't go home. Maybe there's a motel, a hotel, you can rent a room and and do it as close as possible. That's one opinion. Others say, he said to her, Tigali Tell your friends about your problems. And perhaps they'll have a different attitude and they'll pray for you to recover. And and they bring a proof that the second version is more correct because we know that Tomei Tomei Yikra, a leper, has to yell aloud, I'm impure, I'm impure. And Chazal say, why does he have to do that? Rabbim Mavakshim Alav Rachamim. That if he yells aloud, people will pray for him. Now what's a strange Gemara, what's happening here? Ah, so you look into Rashi and you'll see the Rishonim. This Gemara raises a very simple issue that you've read about in, any, in many novels that you read, in any movie you watch. People are jealous. Women gossip. And that already raises the whole question. Do women gossip more than men? Don't we always have, uh, you know, you want to spread a rumor? So I remember as a kid, we always say, telephone or tell a woman. You've heard that? Telegraph, tell a woman. Do women gossip more than men? Are women more jealous than men of other women, of other people who achieve? How many times do you, I, I know one case, Halacha which I suffered f- through and suffer from until today, 
This goes back to the 60s and to the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and it's a family we were very close to. And the husband was too sincere. He couldn't keep, he was a rav, he was a rabbi, he was a principal of a day school, couldn't hold the job. Three years, four years, Balabatan got rid of him. He was too sincere. And his wife, she threw him out ultimately. Why? This man succeeds. That one succeeds. Look at, look at Rakefet. He succeeds. And you don't. And, and wait a minute. A human being is a human being. He may not be the greatest success there. Maybe the greatest husband in the world. Maybe the most sensitive, wonderful person. How many of us can have our wives say, my husband, he is a sensitive person. And this is a tremendous problem in life, particularly we who are educated. What does education strive? Excellence. Excellence, self-centered. Bishvili Natan, did you learn in Slabotka? Do you know what went on in Slabotka? I was there in the 20s, the 30s. The Mizrach wall, the Mizrach Vant, the top students were there. So imagine a kid, Rothkov, 17 years old, they put you up there, you're a Balgaiva. And, 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 but she threw, this one succeeds, this one doesn't. Money, money, money. How come you have no money? How come you don't make a living? How come this one has this money, that money, this deal, that deal? It's part of life. They explain this Gemara that women are jealous. At first, they saw she had a beautiful relationship with her husband. And this, I don't have to tell you, it's a very big part of life. You know how many from people today are in psychology and sexology the, the problems that exist and in the from world you open up the alonim you open up the the shown the sheva religious newspapers the haredi world doesn't pay a, you know this doesn't exist in their world you can't write about it, and they have problems wow but in our world, we write about it, we try to correct it, but this is part of human existence. And it could be that what the Gemara is talking about, they gave her an ayin hara. There's biush in here, embarrassment, jealousy. Now this leads us to the whole question of ayin hara. And I don't have to tell you, a lot has been written on it. Uh, you, you'll see Rabafram ben Harambam. You can see in Reb Shayat. Anyone who deals with modern topics has to deal with Ayin Hara. Does it exist? Doesn't exist? What does it mean? I can only tell you, I consider myself a modern person. I believe in Ayin Hara. You, you don't stoop yourself. You don't push yourself. I've seen people, wealthy people, diamonds, jewelry. What are you accomplishing? You've succeeded. You do well. Still a hate. Quiet. 
don't flaunt it. My grandchildren one time gave me a whole argument. Uh, I, I, when I bought the Subaru I drive now, and I remember they go, why don't you buy a better car? And they look at their grandfather. I said, I said, well, I just need four wheels to get back and forth. Why should I push something in someone else's eyes? And you see this all the time. I had Balabatma, I remember in the 60s, suddenly they drive up the shul in a Cadillac. That was a car that, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But don't flaunt it, don't push it, don't shove it in someone's face. They learned Pshat the Gemara that this woman boasted about her relationship with her husband. People were jealous, gave her an eye in her. She goes to mikvah, she can't consummate the relationship. She's unwell, has her a period again. That's so he told her, you know, tell the people of Yitzharis. Ah, then they hear about the Tsaris and they'll say, oh, that poor woman, what she's going through. We thought she had a beautiful relationship. She can't even consummate it. Pray for her. And that's the Gemara. But what do you see from here? Sneer Don't boast. Don't announce. Don't make it public. Could very well be going to mikvah. What is it a sign of? A good marriage, a happy marriage. Lo'aleinu, let me tell you, I've been through life. I know cases where women refuse to go to mikvah. What do we call that halachically? A moredet. That's the halachic term. From people, married, marriage. It goes on the rocks. You have to work on a marriage. You have to keep it alive. You have to keep it with the fires burning, with love, with appreciation. You can't believe what's being written today. Things are, I can thank your wife. She ironed your pants. So Japan's made a good salad. Thank her. Take nothing for granted. All right? Could be that this Gemara is telling us modesty, no boasting. Don't make it public. Keep it quiet. And this too would lead you to believe maybe it's not good to have a lady in charge of mikvah and everyone knows what's going on, and everyone knows who has a happy marriage, and this one can gossip, and this one can be jealous. Keep it quiet. Keep the iron hara away. Okay? This is the second source he quotes. All right. Quotes the Gemara I quoted last week. Okay, but now we come to the 
most important part of today's sheer and it's very, very fascinating. Uh, gentlemen, I don't know how much you know about Hilchot uh, Mitvat from the woman's point of view, but all of you know in Israel uh, they try to assign to every woman a madricha uh, lekalot. By the way, in Ger uh, Hasidus they have a madrich lechatan as well, but there's a reason why because in Ger Hasidus they don't learn with anyone who's not married any of the mesechtat or any of the sugyas that deal with sex. So that when a, a Gary younger man is ready to get married, his knowledge of sex is on a low level. So he needs a madrich simply to teach him the, basically the facts of life. I happen to know some of the madrichim and I happen to know uh, whenever they would have a problem they would send them to my neighbor of Mendel Lewittis. Again, it's a new generation. Rav Mendel Lewittis was in the first graduating class of Yeshiva College, 1932. Rav Mendel Lewittis was a Rav many decades in Montreal. The Angusville Ashamity was a famous Rav, a big Talmud Chacham. And he came in Aliyan 69 with his brother-in-law, Rabbi Nathan Drazen, they had apartments next to each other, brother and sister, a beautiful sight. And he had been the rabbi of Baltimore. And, and both of them were experts in guiding people in sexology. Rabbi Drazen wrote a sefer, Marriage Made in Heaven. Zivik Manishma was translated to Hebrew. Rashi Yeshiva in Israel, when a student got married, Hebron Yeshiva, they gave them a gift, Rabbi Drazen's book, and A Marriage Made in Heaven, excellent volume. And Rabbi Lewittis, Ger used to send them, whenever there was a problem that their own Madrichim couldn't handle, they would send them to Rabbi Lewittis. He later wrote a book in English that was excellent on marriage as well published by Jason Aronson. So, when talking about the halachic, fine, so the halachic, they teach a man. A woman has been all up more. What does it mean going to mikvah? So it's not you just jump into a mikvah. A man goes to mikvah, we're going to mikvah, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Kippur, some go Erev Shabbos, some go the Shlosh Regalim. We're going to mikvah, has no great significance halachically. You understand? It's not today tumatara. We go to mikvah, right? It's a minute. It's beautiful. I'll peek up, uh, 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 I can't go into chassidus now, but according to chassidus, it's takonet ezra. That the whole sugi of takonet ezra, when a man has an omission, he has to go to mikvah, and they abolished it because they not la but chassidim can. And that's why Hasidim, real Hasidim, go to mikveh every day. You know that Machon Lev has a mikveh. It's not just used there of Shabbos. A real Hasid goes every day. All right, but that's a madrega. A woman goes to mikveh. The mikveh accomplishes a great deal. It permits the woman to resume relations with her husband. Matira Bala. Now, what do you mean she goes to mikveh? She just jumps in. Hafifa, recognize the word? The woman has to prepare herself to mikvah. And uh, what does that involve? Hafifa. Now, in modern Hebrew, hafifa means combing the hair. 
So one of the problems is a woman has to be sure there are no knots in her hand, that everything is accessible to the water. But we use the word in relation to mikvah, I would translate it, uh, all the secondary preparations for mikvah. So it means a woman has to clean her body and the lips and the fingernails, right? It's, uh, you all know what I'm talking about. And, and the lipstick she has to get rid of and, and the nail polish. And she has to be sure there's no chatzitsa and to be ready for mikvah. Tell me, when does she do this? No? Mini Yisrael a woman goes to the mikvah towards nightfall. For the sake of argument, if Marev is over by six o'clock, the women should be in the mikvah by a quarter to five. Why? The halacha states clearly she has to do everything b'metinut, properly, slowly, concentrate, not to rush. The old question, Erev Shabbos, they interview women. It's uh, today in the Alonim, in the religious Alonim. Every week you'll see interviews with a man and with a woman. You have to be equal today. We're all affected by feminism and what I call, it's not feminism, respecting a feminine human being, like you respect the male. So you have to interview. So the lawyers ask them, when do you prepare for Shabbos? So you'll see there's some women, Wednesday I'm preparing already. Thursday! And then you have women, oh, I'm a last minute person, I'm busy all week. Friday. Let me tell you, if you leave all your preparations for Friday, Hashem Yerachem, you shouldn't be in Mechalot Shabbos. And I have to tell you, I keep a list. Um, I, I don't have it copyrighted. I, I don't know if anyone else who does that, but now I see they make lists. I have a list for decades. An hour before Shabbos, I check this, the Frigidaire. Frigidaire, most important. If you're going to leave on heat, you're going to leave on air conditioning. What you're doing here, there, did you boil the water, the time clock, the, the Dud Shemesh. Remember you asked me about the Dud Shemesh? I have to turn it off the house, put it on the Dud Shemesh. Everything very important. Very, very important. By the way, with the house hot water, there was a Rav who was Matia, Rabbi Price of Toronto. You can ask Jack Levenstein. Jack Levenstein knew Rabbi Price. It's an Adam Gadol. He was a big Tamak Chacham, an Adam Gadol. Like Yudapayasha, not a Litvisha, but an Adam Gadol. And he taka was mocked here because it's not direct, the, the water doesn't come in until you take out a certain amount, etc. But anyway, halach lemaisa, I, I never heard anyone paskin like Rabbi Price. I mean, I grew up that you can't use the house hot water on Shabbos because it's being heated, being boiled. The Duchemish is a different question altogether because there no one is heating it. It's, it's the sun is heating it. Hamed Tavari, the whole Sigim Shabbos. Look into Shmir Shabbos, look into the footnotes. You'll see what I'm talking about. So, the woman, the Talabiminut, she has to do everything, her fingernails. Her, all right, where does she do it? Where does she do it? Okay. 
it's best to do it in the mikvah. If you would see the rooms that I just saw on Wednesday in memory of Nava, state of the art. Halavai, every mikvah in the world should look like that mikvah now in Katamon. And by the way, this is not the first time they refurbished it. My daughter was involved maybe 30 years ago in refurbishing that mikvah. But all right, 30 years later, time to refurbish, time to modernize. My, my wife said, how long will it last? I said, it'll last 20, 30 years again. It's, a, it's an ongoing process. You cover your slip cover, your, your couches, you have slip cover. So 20 years later, you, you, you got good use out of it. You, you go further, Baruch Hashem. Now, ideally, why? Because then you go right to mikveh. There's no chance for anything, anything to discolor you, to fall. To, to. Not everyone can do it. What if she would have children at home? What if the mikveh doesn't open that early? So you can do it in the house. But one thing is for sure, it has to be back to back. Now, Tanya, you wonder why I'm giving this whole lecture? You'll see, I have to give a whole introductory lecture in the halakha. Hey, wait a minute. What about Friday night? What do you do? Friday night? You must do it before Shabbos. Many of the acts taking off the, the nail polish, etc., you have to do before Shabbos. Must do it in the house. Wait a minute. I want to do it in the mikvah. When do you light candles? You follow the problem? Wait a minute. Yomo, forget about Friday night. Matzai Shabbos is yantif. What do you do, Matzai Shabbos yantif? You can't even do it. When do you do it? Friday, but you got a long Shabbos. You got to serve food, you're going to eat shalom. Stains on your hands, who knows what will happen. The hair, how do you keep the hair clean? Mikvah. And remember, it's best to go to Mikvah Bisman. All the Achronim say the same thing. Allah Bisman when we live in an oversex society. Hey, wait a minute. Matzah Yom Kippur. When do you do it? And you have all these questions. All right. Let me take a uh, standard text. The Kitzah Shulchan Aruch. Everyone learns Kitzah? I'm quoting Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, Siman Kuf Samach, Hilchat Chafifa. Beyom Hashvi Sifkatan Aleph, Beyom Hashvi Beyod Yom, Kodem Bein Hashmashat, Tichatz Bechamim, Kol Gufat, the seventh day, the Shivanikiyam. Before nightfall, wash. Don't want to quote everything here, you can look it up. And check yourself that ain shum lichluch o shum chatzitza. Comb your hair properly. See that there are no nuts 
and get ready so that by Shetachachavim you'll be ready to go to Mikvah and look into See, look into the Shanim, but Shanim Bahalacham, quoting from Shlomo Zalman Braun now, and he writes that better to start earlier so you don't rush. Everything should be done be iyun, be bedikat Do it properly. I'll use the word that Rav Yisrael Salanti used to use, B'mitinut. No rush. Concentrate. Not chaplap, as we say. And this is so important. B'shat ha-dachak she'i afshala la-sot ha-chafifa biyom. What about if you can't do it by day? It was Yantif, it was Shabbos. The children were all over. All right? You can do it at night. But once again, even though it's night and the mikvah's going to close, out my hair. Don't rush. And if you can't do it like starting with nightfall into the night, do it by day and be careful not to get dirty. But please, do it not. And then in Sifkat Vav, this is where I get upset. Places where they a toivel on Saturday night and Motsoy Yantif. In other words, you see here that there was a minig in some places not litvol. Why not? Because there's no way to do the chafifa bimitinut. But nowadays, I don't, I don't know of offhand any mikvah that's closed Saturday night and Motsoy Yantif. Tzrichin lishol l'mora hara eich what does the Kitzah say? You have to ask a Rav, a Morah a Posek, what to do. This always gets me upset. We find a Shalalim. If everyone is going to call a Rav with these type of questions, you're never going to have a minute to breathe. All right, this is the Kitzah. I'm a little bit, come on, Paskin, spell it out. Now I'll show you Morahara. I'm quoting now Darke Tahara from Rav Mordechai Eliyahu. And who was Rav Mordechai Eliyahu? The chief rabbi, Svatik chief rabbi, uh, one of the leading Torah personalities in Israel, a man who sat in jail in his youth when he was an extremist. There was a whole organization, it was called the Hasmonaim. They wanted to blow up the country unless it would become a terrific country and they had all types of plans. Like what's going on now with the anti-Torah people, uh, they want to destroy the country and these people, and he was arrested and he sat in jail I think for two years and he says he's a bucky in Shas. Those two years he went through all of Shas and Paiskim 
and he says he used to until this very day he would say his knowledge of Shas and Paiskin is going back to when he sat in jail and uh, he gives you all the outline what to do under every occasion Shabbat Erev Shabbat in the afternoon you do the Chafifa that Erev Shabbos be sure to prepare for Shabbos on Thursday and Erev Shabbos in the afternoon one hour you block just to get yourself ready and then you go to Mikvah uh, where do you light candles? Uh, if you do it in the house, there's no shine. You light in the house. If you do it in the mikvah, then you have to come home and light candles because lighting candles in the mikvah doesn't accomplish anything. Uh, candles are a, uh, it's a din in Omeg Shabbos that the house has to be lit. That, that, uh, believe me, I'm well aware that nowadays, why do we light candles? The Onik Shabbos, we turn the lights on, all the electricity. The candles accomplish nothing. A lot has been written about this, a lot has been said. I, I say that the lighting candles becomes a symbolism that all the preparations for Shabbos are over. I did everything in the house, I did, I like that's not, not, the brucher is not so much on the lighting of candles as it is in the sense that the lighting candles represents the final preparation for the Oneg, Kibud, the Oneg of Shabbos. You follow? So, uh, I, I know Rabbi Heschel Shefter with Yantav Shani, he came out, I am, I, I hope not, Yantav Shani, I believe it is, I, I once was at an OU convention many years ago, and uh, he paskins, you can't make a bracha, that the lighting, everything is there, automatic happening, what are you doing? And I remember the women were upset, uh, you know, the, not to make a bracha, so I said, all right, maybe you have to take it in the sense that everything was prepared, that it's working kishura. But, but he says, Tvila b'motzai Shabbos, he tells you what to do, he doesn't tell you, ask he writes it all out, that Erev Shabbos, Mineg Yafahu Lachfot Chetrev the Erev Shabbos, Ulechizacher Kola Shabbos, Vilagzav Lachfot Vilisrok Maad, Viliftoket Kogufa Chetrev the Motsoi Shabbos. And what he's saying is very simple. Saturday night you can't dilly dally. It's a big crowd that goes to Mikvah Saturday night. Why? Some people live too far to walk over Leil Shabbat. So you get a big crowd. The mikvah opens late. You can't get there to well after Matzai Shabbos, well after Havdalah. You know, do the real cleaning Friday afternoon. Be careful that Shabbat to try to keep yourself clean. No chatzitzah, no dirt. Saturday night, you do a minimal check that everything remained in place. And then you go to mikvah. And he goes on and on uh, with all the halachas spelt out 100%.
So you don't have to ask Gomorrah hurrah, you have it black and white. Now, why is all this important? Now I come to the mashal and fascinating life. Unbelievable. Nothing changes. Shalit and Shivit, Rab Shlomo Luria, I'm quoting Chuva Wav. The edition I have in front of me is not an edited edition, it's a photo offset of the Lemberg edition. I imagine there probably is an edited edition of the Marshall today, but I get the question very simple. From all that we've said about this introduction and the Hafifa, Halachla Maisa, what do we learn? That Minig Israel, if we can, what do we do? We get ready late in the afternoon. No rush. For the sake of argument, say Sekachavmis, six o'clock. A woman in an ideal situation tells her husband, come home early today, take care of the children. Five o'clock, I'm already busy getting ready to go to mikvah. And that is Minhag Yisrael. And that's Halacha Lamaisa. Erev Shabbos, Matzai Shabbos, Matzai Yantiv, two days Yantiv, uh, two days Rosh Hashanah in Israel, those are exceptions. And those exceptions, we work as carefully as we can. But ideally, this is the format, this is the schedule, this is the way it has to work. Fine. Now we come to another problem that I told you about last week that I have seen time and again. What is a shul, a house of worship? Jews need a shul. Gentiles need a temple. Everyone understands a house of worship. Many times, if not the majority, where Jews build a shul, they have land, and that land also serves as a mikvah. You see it in Katamon. Shtiblach on the corner, around the corner, one house down is the Katamon mikvah. Whenever I used to daven at the Shtiblach, and for many years I davened Midchan Marav there, when my grandchildren were still at home, I picked them up at their parents' home, which was down the block from the Shtiblach, and uh, I davened in the Shtiblach. Walking home, I always taught my grandchildren, we don't walk on the side of the street of the Mikvah. I always used to walk across the street. Why? Come bunk into a woman I know. It's embarrassing. First, person has a certain sense of modesty. Ah, you can say, everyone knows sex is around. Everyone knows a husband and wife. Everyone knows why a woman goes to Mikvah. The Gemara I quoted last week. You're right. But modesty. There's a certain sense, Edelkeit. Modesty. Very important. Never walked on that side of the street. Yad Tamar, or Old Yosef, whichever name you know it by, 
It's on the corner of Aza and Dari, Matudela, if you know that corner, the block from where I live, two minute, a second away from where the Prime Minister lives. I now have a big yichas. I live around the corner from the Prime Minister. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Boy, oh boy. Natan, I can see the Yiddish is lost on you, but uh, you get the get the feeling. Uh, the mikveh is right next to the shul. Many times, women come there, and I remember we had a minion outside. They would ask us where the mikveh is. That's embarrassing. How did I know about the hingas? About the 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 all the women coming, yelling, shouting, partying, eating, and it's right there, right next to the shul. This can be embarrassing. Norm, you think it's something new? The marshal describes a civil war over this question. What happened? Right in this community, the... Uh, Mikvah is right next to where they daven. And Minchamarov. They're coming, they're going, the men are going to daven, the women are going to Mikvah. It's a small community, they all know each other. The women were embarrassed. So they decided, they spoke with the Rabbanim, and the Rabbanim instituted a new minhag. The Chafifah begins after Marif. You don't go to Mikvah till the men have left the shul. And then you do it. B'metinut, menuchat hanefesh, fine. There was some Rabbanim who said this type of innovation breaks with all of tradition. From the time that Moshe Rabbeinu came down the mountain, women did the Chafifa before sunset. And you're suddenly coming along and Chadashim Mikarov Ba'u Mashaloya Dua Valtrenu and you are smarter than anyone and you're making a takana that you don't begin the Chafifan till after Marav Chasvachalila Chadash Asur Minchatora and a tremendous machlokut broke out the Rabbanim who opposed it nullified, abrogated, deprecated the Rabbanim who instituted it. You are not from, you are changing Minag Yisrael. The other Rabbanim said, wait a minute. We don't have a Lachat situation here. Women are embarrassed. Women don't want to go to mikvah when everyone will see them and look at them and laugh at them and make remarks to them. Have mercy. 
Jewish daughters. Tremendous machloket. Now, how does this affect the Shiloh with Philadelphia or the Shiloh with Cleveland? Huh? What's more important? Doing it properly? Doing it traditionally? Or we have to give credence and feeling for the feeling of lack of modesty, shame, ayin hara. Why do people have to know? Why do people have to gossip? This is the whole question. Maybe there's a solution. We'll come to that. Maybe just forget about going to mikvah at night and going by day when you can go quietly, individually. No sakana, no fear. Light, driving, easier. Public transportation. This is the mashal. Let me describe the case. But this mashal it's unbelievable because the description could be a description of Rechov Aza Pinat Ari 2023. Could be a description of the Mikveh in Katamon 2023. And he gives you the names, he gives you the names of, of the Rabbanim and Token why and what's the sibah? That's the word he uses. What's the reason? Beit mechad so made the makom chatzem beit haknesset. Umagishim kola hamon beknisatam le mechad shatvila. And all the people know why the women are there. And he says, Amin hag shlisham shikan suhan ashimbi aravid le beta kneset le hippalel. How many women go to shul at night? If the women could be going to shul and going into the women's gallery behind the curtain, men won't know whether they're there or not. They'll think, all right, these women are coming to Dublin. No? How many women come to Dublin in Atlanta, Georgia, in Khamarava on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday? Where I Dublin, in Khamarava, Olaren, there's one woman who comes, she's saying Kaddish. Upstairs, the women's section. She's saying that's the, uh, and, and th that's unique. How many women come to say Kaddish? And she comes regularly. But outside of that, it's unbelievable what he's describing. Vahatsnuot, mit by shot. And, and, and they're ashamed. And, and mit, mitot hasidot, 
these women were raised, taught lahastirat that they were taught, keep it quiet, don't publicize it. And he quotes the Gemara about Joshua Tzrifim, the Gemara we quoted, Sheyesh Rosh quoting Rashi, and, and he says they're embarrassed. They, they don't want to go when the men can see them. And this magnificent takana, by going one hour after they started Minchamariv, by then the men are all out and the women can go the benuchata nefesh and they don't have to feel embarrassed. And this was the takana, this is what they instituted. And other rabbanim maledicted and claimed this was not proper and, and they have no right to change Minig Israel and what was done by Darot and these people Yom, they spoke about these great Rabbanim who instituted the new Minhag Shediba Saral Gedolim that they spoke against great Rabbanim and they don't understand Ein of Lada Nehem and and he quotes earlier authorities that in such situation not to embarrass the women they allowed them to come and go to the Hafifa after dark before they go to mikvah to do it and there's no reason to deprecate this institution and he calls upon the Rabbanim who opposed it come do tshuva say you made a mistake say you didn't understand the entire situation the us shavar lo you'll be forgiven and it's signed divrei shlomo luria so here you see a tshuva on a question like this from Echad Megidole Yisrael from the Mashal and you see how Tznius has to play a major role when it comes to mikvah you don't flaunt it you don't do it in public and you have to be concerned with that aspect of the mikvah and uh, it's terrific chuba quotes quotes the mashal quotes the whole situation and he says in our case where they want to have a woman arranging the carpools yes could very well be that the Gemara about Yoshfei borat and doesn't apply there's going to be no yichud here you know, the women will be together they're going to be in a car and, and it won't be possible for them to seduce or rape the women but nevertheless there's a lack of sneer and the middle minute there is a lack of sneer you're worried the iron hara 
that people will gossip, people will talk, people, ah, these women are going to mikvah and, and th- their husbands are going to find out. And then he gets involved in another problem, which again I have, I have to admit I have difficulty understanding that the husbands will find out this woman is going to mikvah. He'll start to think about that woman. And, and uh, you all know that a person, relations with his wife, he's thinking of another woman. <laughs> we, it, it, it's, I, I'll use the word, it's certainly prohibited, negative, and it's not healthy for a happy marital relationship. And, and he goes on and on. Their husbands will find out, and he describes... And and the husbands will hear them calling on the phone and hear them talking about and, and making the arrangements and this is wrong. The men can have negative thoughts, sinful thoughts we cannot agree with this type of behavior. And goes on and on quoting Chuvat with the whole question of Tzniyot. Uh, ah. And, and he quotes a tshuva here, very fascinating, from the Maria Saad, this Hungarian postkim, that a woman ran a store, and if she would have to go to mikvah during the week, everyone would know she's going to mikvah. She's closed the store. The store was never closed. She ran it. She was the business lady. Uh, the husband, uh, for the sake of argument, had a different business, or maybe he sat and learned... Uh, like the Chafetz Chaim's wife and uh, so many women uh, who ran the stores and this lady asked the Shaila if she would be permitted to go to Mikvah on Friday night to delay the Mikvah to go Friday night what's achieved by her going Friday night? she doesn't have to close the store no one will know she's going to Mikvah and you see how in Important it is the sneered that they're willing to be matir her to delay the mikvah. Sheim tiskar chanut shemi yagishu shchenim shehum bitnei filata. Wow! And and therefore to leave it for Friday night and the person that she asked the shaila praised her for thinking and coming up with this solution. So you see, all these cases indicate that Sneot is uppermost in our mind. Halacha Lemaisa, I'll end off next week, but Halacha Lemaisa, he comes up with another solution. Why don't they go by day, on the eighth day. That way, we go by night, the whole, I'll show you the sources next week. 
we do everything by night so no one should ever think you can go to mikvah on the seventh day underline the word seventh but if you go the eighth day it, certainly it's fine it's good even although the minig is not to go by day but there's nothing wrong the eighth day and do everything you have to do in the morning solve the problem and that's the solution that he offers I'll give you the sources next week I can tell you in the case that I had the issue the daytime could not work and I'll tell you why it couldn't work very simply uh, children by day the mother has to take care of them. we're talking literally in, 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 we're talking the world I grew up in Today, it's a world at the end of six months, my great-grandchildren are in school already. Ma'on, they call it. My wife, as I told you many times, is to put it very simply, very, very not happy about the situation. Kids six months old uh, shoved off to a ma'on. I just got a shyer, believe it or not, from a grandson that uh, they have a very good ma'on. the child is one then they have another ma'on a bigger one but this ma'on they found out the woman's house is not kosher can they send my great grandson to a ma'on that's not kosher I said what do you mean not kosher he says he believes they buy everything kosher including the meat but one set of dishes I told them, find out what they feed the kids. And, and there was another religious family that rec- highly recommended this ma'on to them. And it's, it's going to be their second child. The first child, whatever the reasons were, they were not pleased with the first ma'on. going to be the second child. So the other family, religious, and this is a community where the majority of people are religious and the mayor is religious. And they didn't even think of the shayla. So I said, get back to me and let me know. If it's only fruit and vegetables, you follow me, Norm? Uh, and it's a kid. On the other hand, Tafis and a kid, you'll say a kid is six months old. What is he higher than Kashrit? You're right. But still, if I'll be Kabbalah, that the Tafis in the body is not good. It's not good. By the way, don't say it's allowed to Balai Shiva because you never want to hurt their feelings. I mean, you have a Baal who for 30 years ate Chazer and Treif and everything. <coughs> he can become a Tzadik Yisodolam. Always look at it the positive side, not the negative. But uh, this, this is the Shaila. But by, when, I, when I grew up, when I was rabbi, a young rabbi, 23 years old, the women had to be home by day, children. The husbands worked. The husbands were in university were teaching. They couldn't take care of the children by day, only by night. You follow? So the Shaila, in my case, didn't get off the floor. We had to be mate, go to Camden, give some to hate, work it out. Still the hate. I'll come back to this yet. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'll come back to it. But uh Misha, we have to talk with Misha next week. But could be in, in what he's talking Cleveland, Hilchata the Meshichata in an ideal world, 
Let me go on the eighth day. All right. To reiterate, first of all, I want to thank everyone honoring me with your presence. It means a great deal to me. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay. Norm, we're going to miss you. You're going to be here tomorrow? Yes, sir. Okay, good, good, good. Going to miss you. You go back. Who takes care of the Drake's concert when you're not there? From here. I mean, I, I don't imagine you need any great, once you have the, the ingredients taken care of, there's not much more that you've got to worry about. I mean, it's not the... I mean, the whole plant's kosher. Wow. The whole well. plant's kosher and dairy. And, and, and dairy, and those are Seventh-day Adventists, you say, so there's basic respect for Yiddishkeit and Jews and Rabbanim. Sometimes I always was troubled that you talk with a guy who believes... It's easy to talk with him than a, a reformed Jew filled with enmity. I, m- I remember uh, we were visiting distant cousins of Malka on the town and asked what, you know, what America did to families. And this lady says, an intelligent lady says to me, you, you beat women behind the post and a shoe. You know, she looked a, a, a mechitza like, like we torture the women. God, I looked at so to reiterate, what did we do today? All right, it's, you got it's fascinating sources. That source with the going to mikveh, going to the Schwitz, it's very frightening. That men, they find women. All they're thinking of is, this is the satmurov. What I quoted from the Alagamula, the Alatmura. That all they think of is seducing, raping women. I don't know. I I find that. Hard to believe. I hope I'm not naive. I hope I'm being realistic. But yet the Pasuk says, Yetzalev Adam Ramenu Rav. The question of Lashon Hara, that, that's an interesting question. The Ayan Hara, uh, I don't know. I, I live with that feeling. Norm, I may be right, I may be wrong. Well, I can tell you when I turned 80, there were big proposals to do this in my honor, that in my honor. I said, absolutely not. The only thing that happened, we made a family party, and I announced that that's the last party we're making. We made a party on our, my wife's 80th, our 60th wedding anniversary, and 50 years in Israel. It was a triple head of that party. I said, that's it, that's the last party. Uh, here in Grist, they surprised me. They did something very nice, made a little luncheon. And uh, it was very moving, very nice. Gave me a plaque, hangs in my office. All right. Outside of that, I wouldn't allow anything. Because I saw some of my friends were honored when they turned 30, Gedoli Yisrael, and they're not here anymore. And I don't know. Natan, am I right or wrong to attribute it to Ayan Bisha? I don't know. Leave it open to discussion. Okay, tomorrow be as Hashem. We're very. You're going to really enjoy this year tomorrow. It's Rabbi Bina, and then we shift gears and start eating the meat. We're leaving over the appetizers and getting into the meat. But as I told you, I'm doing something very different. I'm doing a mate mitzvah first, Yeshiva Chachmei Lublin. Then I come to Eastern Europe. Until we meet again in health and happiness, Das Vedanya. Yomo, open it to the world. Can you mute? Ah, I see everyone in America still awake. Wow. Okay.
open it to the world. Recording stopped. Okay. Uh, uh, what, okay. Uh, are there any questions from around the screen, around the world? Jack. Nevertheless, when you walk out, you can still turn right and you go. go. The other door, you go all right, around. right, you go around and you can turn right. And I always, I had to turn right because the kids live nearby. But I always insisted on walking on the other side of the street. But I wanted to make the point and do whatever you can do to make the situation better. And that's what he did. With some opposition, you can ask him about that. Aha, aha. And then next thing, Rabbi Rabbi Price, what he told me was. Yeah. Norm, one second. Norm, you're listening? This is what I spoke. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in Toronto, in the middle of the winter, you open up a cold water tap, you wreck your hands. Right? As you know. Right, I wreck my right. Uh, okay, Rabbi Pais says to me, uh, it's okay to open the hot water faucet on Shabbat. And he says, Kif, Kif Kuf, Kif Kuf, he keeps telling me. So uh, my, my father, as I tell, tells you, Kif Kuf means Kuf Kaf. I said it's Shabbat. And there it's, uh, I think it's where Grandma appears, and Rabbi Price held, when you open up the, the valve, the, the hot water faucet, you're not pouring cold water into the tank, it's the pressure from the system uh, of the city that's pushing the cold water into the hot water tank. Now, Rabbi Dalia Felder, also Zechard Sadiq Vacha, who was the, who was the chief rabbi of Toronto without ever having been elected. Okay, right. Right, right. People should look at the history of how that happened. He was, as long as he was alive, he was a chief rabbi, nobody said... He was a London Mufak. He was a, 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 a Kosek Mufak, a London Mufak. Explain how that happened and why it was a remarkable individual. Okay. He told me the other, to do the following. And this is what he did himself, he tells me. He turned off, let's say it's an electric hot water tank in your, in your home. Right. You turn off the electricity, flip the switch up Friday afternoon, so the, the heating element in the hot water tank is no longer working. And he said, you know, I have one, I have a hot water tank. You get one tank full of hot water for Shabbat. And he says, there's a quarter Rishon, I'm telling you something from, I don't know, 45, 50 years ago. I don't, so I know I'm not, probably not remembering it precisely. I think it's the run. And the run says, you take a pot, a, a pot of hot water off the heat, put it down, I don't know how long you have to wait. You can put cold water into that hot water pot, even though it gets you the yatsalabu. You have to look into that. This is something I'm tr I can I can somewhat remember from 45 years ago. So that's what he did. He turned off the the, the heat source, and and then the rest of the, for Shabbat he used whatever hot water would be available. For how much day. hot water did you have on Shabbat by day? In other words, if you turn the heat source off, it's not going to really be hot by day, only by night. The hot water tanks in Toronto were very big, in, in a private home, very big, and you pretty much were okay. Uh -huh. Interesting. All right, I, I can tell you, with the Dud Shemesh, mm -hmm. uh, about 70 to 80, 75 to 80 percent of the year, I have hot water from the roof even during the week. I never, I never use the house as hot water. Uh, because I'm on the top floor, 
so I get it directly. In other words, I'm living on in a building with six stories, basically, two down and four above. And uh, I mummish have nachat from that dude Shemesh. It's fabulous. It's about the third or fourth one. You, you got to replace it every year. You get a leak, whatever. It lasts maybe 10, 12 years, each dude Shemesh, maybe less. But uh, it's terrific. And uh, the problem is the past few weeks when we've had real cold weather and no sun. But all right, it will change today. But uh, all right, that, you, I'll tell you, Norm, what you have to do is look into Shmir Shabbat Kehilchata, look into his footnotes. There's a whole world on this particular topic. Halacha Lamaisa in Israel, the Dud Shemesh solves a Although there are people who are machmen. That's the story with uh, Rab Neuwirth, with the first edition, with the Akmas Nefesh they caused him. But I had Talmidim who spoke with him. And I told my Talmidim, I suspect from the footnotes he did not change his mind. Talmidim said, really, you're right. He said, I haven't changed my mind, but I don't want to be so blatant. Uh, let them rest, uh, let them enjoy themselves in Panovich and not uh, skin me, etc. All right, are there any more questions? Uh, they say that, the, that he changed it to get Rav Moshe's Haskama at the time. I don't, know if he, I don't know if he had Rav Moshe's Haskama. I mean, the volume does not have Rav The Rebbe's. second one he did, the first one he didn't. Something, something like that. Uh, I know in America there, will mat, there used to be Matirim in certain cases, in Chutzlaaretz, with the rover in Yehudim, that if it's in an apartment building and it's used by many people, the right. chances are it's less, and it's less of a problem. They don't seem to matutnel the way they did then. But uh. there's one thing that I haven't seen brought up, and it doesn't seem to make sense that they don't mention it. In, in Aretz, in a lot of places, you have two faucets coming out. In America, very often, at least in those days, now you have one faucet where the water comes together. So if you have cold, if the hot water is too hot, you have to turn on some cold water with it. Right. And it might be a problem with the cold water getting. But maybe if you have a lot of cold water so that the result is not that, so let us both is less of a problem. Also, I really don't know how they do it. One other thing, just quickly, in Flatbush, there is a mitzvah right next to a shul where I dive in occasionally. If it's that time of the day, I, if I'm not on the other side, because sometimes to get to the shul you have to be on that side, I'll look down or I'll, I'll walk looking to the side because I might recognize someone. And even if I don't know them, it might be embarrassing to them. Uh, no, I, I agree that... Uh I've, I've seen around the world shoes and the mikvod right on the shoe property. It's like but I don't see anyone else doing it at all. It's like the churches that they always had the graveyards in back of the church, the church graveyard. There are poems written about it, famous poems. And boy, when I go to church, I guess it's the best musa you can get. It's uh, better than a... Then, then what Rabbi Yisrael uh, established with the Musa Kloys, where you said a Maimah Chazal and you said it with sadness until it impressed upon your soul. By the way, that was one of the critiques of Musa, that Judaism is not moribund, just lahefech, that when there's death, 
the coin is not allowed to be Matama himself. And look into what he says about that, you'll understand. The Kach is in one of those graveyards because it was the only place they let him bury in Manhattan. Right, correct, correct. Anyway, I just want to mention that I'll be teaching tomorrow, teaching next Sunday. There'll be no shear on the Tainit Esther uh, for, for two reasons. One is simply I try to fast, even if I don't go the whole day, but at least half a day, on the minor fasts, and also people, are, you know, in America, Mark uh, and Mark, uh, for you it's Tainit uh, Esther and Purim, and I don't want to drive you crazy by staying up all night, you need your strength to be Mekayim or all the halachat of the day. But anyway, everything is normal. Do you think there should be any enough to meet him with a single force in person? It's a double force. I never, I, I, Especially the hot water is too hot to leave on by yourself. Uh, yeah, no, no, I have... I have uh, exactly what you're saying, single faucet, you, back and forth. I have never thought of that Shaila. You're saying that if it's too hot, uh, interesting, interesting. You have to have some cold water. Yeah, in yeah, no, I, you, you're the right. And then the cold water, can the cold you water make it hot. Very interesting. Okay, you know what you should do? Go online to... Uh, Tsomet. Go on Malayne and look up Tsomet. See if they've discussed the issue. If they have, send me a link. Okay? That's the best. I, I don't recall Rav was discovering it, discussing it, but remember, he wrote what he wrote 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but now you're absolutely right. The faucet is you move it back and forth. That's it. If you find the link, please send it on to me. All right. Anyway, uh, we got to sign uh, off. And, uh, any yeah. Question. Yeah. So, did you ever mention at all this Gemara with Rabbi Yochanan sitting outside the mikvah? Yeah, that the women should know. Yeah. I didn't mention them here, but there the Gemara, the, there it's considered not a lack of tzniyus because he said that he was asked the question. He said they're like white geese, but we're not on a, a madrega of Rabbi Yochanan. That's Rabbi Yochanan. We're 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 not on that madrega, but uh, ne- nevertheless. That Sneed is a very big factor, and the fact that uh, Jack told us about Rabbi Run, he's a Yu Mismach, Rabbi Arnold Run, he built, he built uh, the Shtiblach. The fact that he was sensitive to us, it shows him, um, shows I'm not off the wall. I mean, it always bothered me that you're walking by and there are women going to mikvah. Some of them are my own students. Uh, the, the answer of five geese is. Uh, is Good enough for Rabbi Yochan himself. It's not going to cause him to hear recording, but about the women themselves, it uh, no, should be embarrassing to the women. No, no, so, but no, but the women evidently didn't mind that it's uh, their intimate matters. They'll discuss with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Understand? The women didn't mind the Rabbi Yochanan. Why they should have a child like Rabbi Yochanan? You follow? The women didn't mind. All right. Until we meet again in health and happiness. Thank you so much for honoring me with your presence. Das Vidanya.